Hey, I'm hosting my next live webinar. It's June 13th at noon Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. It's called How to Become Time Rich, the second one that I did, and I am going to be pulling back the curtains even more. I love teaching this stuff and showing you step-by-step how women are becoming time rich. So I'm going to use case studies from my own personal clients, who she was when she came in, who she is now, and the exact kind of mindset shifts, implementation, and who she needed to become in order to feel time rich. So if this is you and you're like, fuck me, I need to figure this shit out, then head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. That's Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. How to become time rich for busy women managing people, raising children, and deeply desiring more from life. All right. All right. Hello. We are here for another episode of Attracting Profit, um, part of the private podcast series that I have for Emotionally Uncomfortable. Um, But you might be listening to this on the main podcast, but know that on the Attracting Profit podcast um, or private podcast, we have all business conversations. And so I'm just going to take a step back for a second. Emotionally uncomfortable in itself, the whole topic or the whole kind of message and idea that I put out into the world is really about living in alignment with how you want to feel. And so this people are learning to do in their homes, right? In within themselves as a human being, within their relationships, whether it's parenting or it's marriage or relationship with money, time and energy. It's really that sense of fulfillment and purpose. And as I started to do that work, I started noticing people were doing the exact same thing in their business. And so there is strategy to grow business, but what people are actually after is freedom. And the reason why people start businesses in the first place is typically because they want financial freedom, they want time freedom, or they wanted this inner sense of impact. And most of the time, unless they're doing the work in alignment with how they want to feel, They accomplish these external goals, right? Hit revenue goals, um, like, you know, do the things, get the accolades, get the awards, get the attention. And they're like, what's wrong with me? How come I still don't have that inner sense of freedom that I thought I would have? So freedom or the thing you're after is a feeling. It's not the actual thing. So we need to play this game with our brains and the duality of being human, which is going after the physical, right? Going after the external. And that's okay. I think sometimes we're shaming ourselves because we want more money or we want the bigger house or we want the vacations or we want to look a certain way. But know that the external of what you want and desire it's actually a feeling. So we can manifest the physical, but we can also manifest the feeling at the exact same time. And that is what attracting profit is all about. So I am speaking to the business owner 
who is generating revenue and she might be thinking to herself, not this, not this, not this, in the sense that she may love her work, but she may be a little addicted to it. She may be finding it incredibly overwhelming. Um, She may or may not have a team and she's now managing other people. And there is some sense of restriction or not this in her, in her business world. So today we're talking all about messaging and positioning. And of course, I'm going to give you the strategy. So these attracting profit podcasts are going to be probably more strategic focused, but I'm also going to talk about who you need to become in order to actually implement the strategy, because I think that's what makes my work unique is, you know, people, they're strategists and then there's mindset people. And I am all about both together and also about the energetics, because there's a lot of things that get in our way. So messaging and positioning, before I even get into the strategy of this, I want to tell you a little bit about my journey. So as a business owner, I have been in business for, I always like go by my middle son. So he's almost 14 years old. And I started my business probably around the time when he was born. I started taking my business seriously when I was on maternity leave for my youngest, who's now an 11 who is now 11, I started realizing that I wanted to do impactful work in the world when I became a mother, which was almost 19 years ago. So I've been at this for a while and I will tell you the fear never goes away. Um, the big feelings never go away, but you learn to manage and master them after a while. It kind of becomes a personality trait or a lifestyle And you also constantly evolve as a business owner. So when you think, okay, I got things, you know, right, they're working for me, uh, something happens and you have to pivot, you have to realign, you have to learn deep, deep self-trust. So we're going to go way back. So when I became a mother, I started teaching my son meditation and mindfulness because my challenge at that point was helping him and just notice when I'm projecting all of my stuff onto this little child, I, um, helping him manage his big emotions because I felt out of control with my own big emotions. And I also felt out of control in knowing how to help him manage his big emotions. So I started learning about meditation and mindfulness. Okay. And this is going to make all the sense when I teach you the strategy in, uh, in a little bit. So I was a social worker at the time. I was actually working in a government agency and I started implementing meditation and mindfulness with my clients. And I started asking like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing results, blah, blah, blah. There was a little part of me that wanted to make a bigger impact that wanted to not so much go out on my own. I wasn't driven by revenue. I was driven by my, by impact. And I'm still driven by impact to this day. So I started teaching meditation in yoga studios. So I want you to hear me when I'm talking about my journey, okay? Never back then was I like, how do I, you know, make this a seven-figure business? No freaking clue. I started selling a $10 product. And the $10 product was me having drop-in meditation center or meditation classes for children. And I was charging $10 a head. And literally, I was so scared to rent space, like in a yoga studio. So actually the first class that I did was in the back end of this nonprofit and they had a little library section. And I would sit in a circle with like four kids that would show up from 
random posters, ugly ass posters that I posted around town. And the parents would literally sit there in a chair with their arms crossed watching me. Okay. So they wouldn't leave me and they wouldn't really, they were not chill parents. And they're sitting there like, are you going to fix my kid? That's exactly what they did. And I, so the first time I think I had four kids, um, attend, I think I had my own there as well. So like my oldest, so maybe five kids total. So I made $50 I was shit and bricks. And these parents were just standing there staring at me with cross arms. Okay. So I remember doing that, the courage it took for me to put myself out there the first time. Again, remember, I still had my my job as a social worker at the time. I was doing this as my side hustle. And I was also big into energy healing. So not only meditation and mindfulness, but I was, I am and was a Reiki practitioner. And so I did a lot of energy healing. And so I would do that on the side as well and invite people into my home and I would give them energy sessions and then they would start crying and telling me all their problems. And then um, parents started, it was typically my friends, uh, my son's friends, um, parents would start knocking on my door, dropping kids off at lunchtime, like physically go to the school, take their kid out for lunch, drop them off at my house because they wanted me to teach this child meditation and mindfulness. Okay. And a little bit of energy healing. And I did it. And I was just like, it's coming to me. Right. So I'm watching what I, these are what I call breadcrumbs. So write that down breadcrumbs. These are the little things that you've noticed that people are attracted to you pay attention to what I'm saying, attracted to you to help you solve their problems. So these are things that come incredibly easy to you. So people are like, can you teach me that? How do you do that? Like just, you have to pay attention. I think sometimes we're way too in our heads about like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Okay. So that was a breadcrumb. These parents were coming to me because they felt incredibly overwhelmed, did not understand their children's behavior. And my tool at the time was mindfulness and energy work. And so they're like, I don't know what you do, but when my kid comes back after your classes or after working with you, they are calmer. So give me more of that. And so that was where I started making $10 a kid. Okay. Quickly, I was like, this is clearly not sustainable. I can't grow this. So what am I going to do? So fast forward, I'm learning on the side about business because again, I don't identify as a business owner. So I start investing. Hear me when I say this, I start investing money, barely any money that I don't have. And so I also want to add that at this time, I am early twenties. Okay. So I am, uh, I became a mom when I was 18 years old. And I was, I probably would have been like 22, 23 years old with my checkbox, perfect social work job. Um, but I'm working part-time or casual because I want the time freedom to be with my kids. I'm still having babies, but I'm starting this side hustle. And I know that I have no idea how to grow a business. So I need to invest. And at the time, there's a reason why I'm telling you all of this backstory when it comes to messaging and positioning. At the time, I made the conscious decision, am I going to put out money, that barely any money that I didn't have, 
to invest in more education on growing a business or am I going to invest and going back to work or going back to school and getting a master's or a PhD? And at the time I knew that I wanted to grow a business. I didn't just want to re-educate myself. And I have done that along the way. I didn't do it in formal education, but I'm constantly reinvesting in my skills as a coach to serve my clients better and to serve people better. But I think too often we are reinvesting in skill and we are not investing in how to make a bigger impact by reach in a business. And so please understand the difference. So that's it. hopefully another breadcrumb for you because I see too many people in their comfort zone reinvesting in skill and then saying, why am I not making more money? And then, you know, you're in financial poverty. You are um, like unhappy and fulfilled and you're just like, obliterating your confidence because you're not breaking the actual cycle because your comfort zone is to be a student, not to be seen as a professional and put yourself out there as a business owner. So I made that decision. I was rapidly learning. I was implementing as I was learning. So I started um, teaching parents how to teach their children meditation and mindfulness skills. And as I started doing that, I started talking to parents more being like, well, do you, you know, if if your child's anxiety is triggering, triggering you, are you aware of how to manage your own anxiety? And nine out of 10 times the answer was no. So then I started empowering parents to manage their own big emotions. And then as I started growing and growing and growing, I left the therapy model um, because I was a social worker and the therapy model. I went into the coaching model and I started teaching, um, I started selling packages based on results. And so it wasn't one-off sessions. These people were working with me who were really truly committed to solving problems. Okay. Um, the other thing that I do want to add is because I was a teen mom, I was very motivated to help other teen moms. And I want anyone who loves, who like has like a bleeding heart, like a huge, huge heart who wants to, you know, be of service and give value to the world. Please hear me when I say this. When I started my business, my target audience in my head was teen moms. I'm going to teach you messaging and positioning. And I will tell you right now, teen moms are probably the biggest target when you think of someone who doesn't have the financial resources to invest. So really what I was doing is I was trying to heal my past self. And to this day, I'm still incredibly passionate about empowering teen moms. Um, But I can give back to that community for free. I don't have to charge them. And so I say this to people all the time. Are you running a business or are you running a really expensive hobby? And if that stings a little bit, I need you to understand that those things that you crave and desire for your own life, like freedom in the sense of freedom, like time flexibility, financial flexibility, financial freedom, Um, financial literacy skills, um, all the things, making a big impact. You cannot do that if you are marketing to people that have no money. But once your cup is full, you can give tenfold back to that community. And so that's what I'm a huge advocate about is we are trying to save the world and grow businesses from a very broken cup. 
And we all know that all the systems out there are incredibly corrupt and broken, but you need to fill your cups up first. Not only is that being an incredible role model for other people and the people that you want to empower, but when you are going back and making a big impact in the world, you can literally give your resources away for free because you have more of them than what you need time, money, and energy. Okay. But as women, we are taught to give, 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 give. And then we shift that into a business model and you're still give, 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 giving, but you're now doing it with nothing in all time, money, and energy. And you're still living in the paycheck to paycheck. You're still in the time, you know, not feeling like you have enough time and not feeling like you have enough energy. And when you are delivering that way, you come across as very, um, like not enough and you will never attract profit. So write this down. You have to, have to, have to fill your cup up first. And that is part of who you need to become in order to attract what you want and desire in your life. And then you can give it away. Give, 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 give. But if you are literally stressing yourself out, um, about money, stressing your like not feeling like you have enough time and you're having like you're incredibly overwhelmed on a chronic basis or energetically, you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm headed towards burnout. You have to look at yourself first and you have to lead from that energy and a little bit at a time. So we talk a lot about that inside the community, but this I wanted to preface all of this because messaging and positioning is so incredibly important. So not only that you can help the people that are already looking for you, already throwing money out, literally praying at night to say, please help me, please help me, please help me. Like I need a person. But also when you do have enough and you are coming from a very healthy place, then you can give to the people that would never be able to um, afford working with you. Okay. So there's a visual of a diagram that I created. And if you go to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash free gifts, G-I-F-T-S, um, you're going to see it. So I'm going to talk about messaging and positioning and you can download that PDF. So we have two circles and then one overlapping in the middle. So the one on the left side is psychological factors. And I'll talk about that in a second. The one on the right side is money words. And the and the circle that overlaps in the middle is your ideal client. Okay. So psychological factors. Let's talk about this. Um, psychological factors are not, quote unquote, your avatar. How much money do they make? Where do they buy? All of those things. Because I could paint an external picture of who I think would like be ideal for me, but this is something that you have to observe and notice, not something that, you know, people talk about, oh, she's the older version or she's, yeah, she's the old version of you. Like the person you were two years ago. Um, no, I, I don't agree with that either. I actually dissect the people who say yes to me. And what, what do I mean by that? Not everybody that says yes to working with me or with my work is, um, is the same. And so I specifically will ask people what made you said, 
yes? Like, why did you say yes? And it wasn't because, oh, I just won the lottery. Um, oh, because I, I just randomly, like I saw a discount. That's not why they're saying yes specifically. And I'm just using me as an example. So I want you to write this down. And again, we have that on the worksheet. If you go to heatherchauvin.com forward slash free gifts, psychological factors, and this is going to be a brain dump. And it's always going to be something that you are going to be like tweaking constantly. Like I have a running Google doc where it says psychological factors, and I'm always going back to it. And I'm like, has she changed? Has she evolved? Is this who she is? And you may have a few different um, avatars per se or ideal clients, which is totally fine. You can have psychological factors for client A and client B, client C. Um, But the point is you need to get super crystal clear on this. And I think a lot of people bypass it because they're like, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, if you keep telling yourself you're not going to have time, you're not going to get the clarity you need to be successful. So you're just going to pen and paper and you're going to think of one person that has said yes to working with you that makes them feel like an ideal client, like they're an easy yes, or they might have some resistance, but like they're easy to work with. They're not a pain in the butt They're They got great results. What was unique about them? And if you don't know, ask them. Offer them some one-on-one time with you. Offer them some extra value in exchange for them sharing what was um, unique about like why they said yes to you. And they may say, I like your personality. I like your energy. Um, I like the way that you teach things. So they may say things about you, which is totally fine. Um, But you have to get clear on what the thing was that they wanted to say yes on. So most of the time I hear people say, I was just done with my own bullshit. I was becoming incredibly angry and resentful. I was, and hear me when I say this, I was going to all the one-off sessions and I just kept playing, like feeling like I was playing whack-a-mole in my life. And I was just done with that. I wanted to buy back my time and energy. And I kept throw, I kept throwing money, money at the problem or noodles at the wall. And I wanted my problem to be like solved once and for all. I also hear from people like I wanted high accountability. Um, I was acquiring all this information, but nobody was holding me accountable to actually implement and take action. So here, all of these things, these are why people raised their hand and said, yes, people also, and for my work specifically are not looking for cheap fixes. So the people that work with me are people who invest in quality products or quality services. They are not looking for the cheapest. They may have tried that in the past, been spending a hundred dollars here or a few hundred dollars there. And it just keeps adding up, adding up, but they're like, okay, I'm going to take all those resources. I'm going to pour it into one investment and I'm going to utilize this investment. My people also love being challenged. They love growth. So that might be personal or professional growth. They're also okay when somebody is bringing awareness to their triggers. So I'm writing all of these things down. It's not how many kids she has. It's not how old she is. I might attract somebody in their 20s and somebody in their 50s, but there's similar values there. 
I also see that my people are typically the responsible ones. They're typically the leaders and they might feel like the generational breakers or the black sheep. Um, they think outside the box. So there's so many other psychological factors. And I want you to just write this down. What do you notice that's unique about your people? And you it just make it bullet points. And then like put a 10 minute timer on, make some bullet points and then like walk away from it, go back to it the next day and just keep refining, keep refining, keep refining. If you have team members, I also suggest that during a meeting, you bring this up to team members and you're like, what do you think? Brainstorm, but don't spend so much time here. So once you have your psychological factors, which is the left circle, we're going to go to the right circle. These are money words. Okay. So now I want you to think about this. I'm going to take a sip, but I want you to think about this. <clears throat> what are they already paying for that you can potentially help them solve? So this is where I see a lot of women get tripped up in their money stuff when it comes to sales. Cause they're like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be gross. And I'm like, I totally get that ethical sales all the way. But here's the thing. You can help people solve a problem that they are already begging somebody else to help them solve. Okay. So I don't know why this came to my mind right now, but I'm going to use back pain as an example, okay? So let's say you have back pain and you're you're literally browsing on the internet and you see, you know, that tape, um, that athletic tape for, you know, just tape up your body, whatever the fuck it's called. There's rock tape, there's other KT tape or whatever it's called. Um, and then, but they're using back pain as one of their money words. And so I have, let's pretend I have back pain, which I don't, but let's pretend I do. And I'm like, oh my God, this tape is going to solve my back pain issue. So I buy the tape. I put it on my back. I get momentary relief. Okay. And let's pretend that you have this revolutionary way of helping people to solve back pain. You might be in the healthcare field, but maybe just the unique way that you do it solves back pain, okay? So you, if I'm watching one of your ads or I'm on your email list or somewhere I meet you in, in person and you say, are you the type of person who's scrolling on the internet at night and adding to cart the, the tapes, the bombs, the blah, blah, blah to relieve your back pain and nothing is working, okay? Those are money words. I'm like, oh my gosh, they know me. They know me. They're literally, are they watching me? I just did that last night. I put five things in my cart to solve my back pain problem. And then they go on to say, yes, that a lot of my clients come in doing this, doing this, money word, money word, money word, money word. And they feel like they're losing hope and they, they're, they're feeling like their pain is never going to go away. And then something about with our process, we guarantee pain relief or your money back. Okay. And I'm like skeptical. 
remember part of the psychological factor in this scenario is that my people have tried all the things, but they're becoming hopeless and they're incredibly skeptical because they're like, I just need to live with my pain forever. So in money words, it's what I'm already putting my money towards. I'm buying this, I'm buying this, I'm buying this, I'm going to these type of sessions, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And part of the other psychological factor is that I'm really scared that if I don't get this back pain shit in order, it's going to affect my marriage, my parenting, and my work, and I can't afford to lose that. So they're using money words like, are you scared that if your pain doesn't go away, your your relationships are going to continue to deteriorate? You're not going to be able to be present for your children and you got bills to pay and children to feed. So your work is going to be affected. And if that is me, I am going to be clicking on a button and I'm going to be filling that out. Why? Because the psychological factors of somebody who's motivated to change, hear me when I say this, a psychological factor who's somebody who's motivated to change because they're already trying to invest in the results using their money words. What have they already spent money, time, and energy investing in? That is your ideal client. Okay. So when you're utilizing those money words and you're like, have you done this? Are you afraid of this? Da, 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 right. So you're kind of taking the psychological factors and you're turning them into money words. That is how you are going to attract your ideal client. Let me give you another example. So I have a woman in my community who's a breathwork coach, and I've had this conversation with her a few times. <clears throat> breathwork. There's a million different ways you can use breathwork. And if those of you who are not familiar with breathwork, it's kind of like a meditation or a mindfulness tool, right? You're using your breath to kind of get out of your own way emotionally. So psychological factors, who has she worked with? Who has seen the best results? Who is motivated to do the breath work with her? Breath work is the tool. It is the skill. It is not how you market yourself. So this is the biggest challenge that I see with a lot of healthcare practitioners um, and service providers is they're marketing their skill, but they're not marketing the psychological factors or the money words. And so people are going to know that she does breath work, but that's not what she's talking about all the time. So once the psychological factor, she's got, she's super clear on who her people are and what she notices, oh my gosh, the people that I work best with are the ones that I'm attracted to. They're, um, they're professionals in any capacity, men and women, they're professionals. And some emotion is actually now causing a disconnect at work or at home, okay? So, but these people value connection in their relationships. They actually want to continue growing in their career and they don't wanna feel like shit anymore. And so she's understand that these are psychological factors. So she's looking at money words. What are these people already invested in or what are these people spending money on to solve their problems, okay? And so money can also be the the bad habits they have, like retail therapy or um, 
there's drinking, like they're literally becoming incredibly social drinkers and they don't like it. It's not that she's helping people get sober, but she's calling out what people are already spending their money on to solve a problem. And so she's saying, are you incredibly stressed at work? Is it affecting your home life? Do you lie awake at night being like, I need to solve this problem. And you're getting really anxious and nervous on how to solve this problem. So have you gone to therapy? Are you reading the books? Are you doing the things you're going to the gym, but you're unable to unlock that emotional, um, block within yourself. And it's, you're not able to break through and go to the next level. One sec. You're not able to break through and to go to the next level. And you're now becoming angry and resentful. You know, try a session with me, a breakthrough session, an emotional breakthrough session. And then they have that session, things start shifting, and then she gains momentum with them. So she's attracting her ideal client, which might be professionals looking for emotional freedom. Okay. Same scenario, but let's say that that professional works with, um, works with women who are pregnant, who have a lot of fear around giving birth. That's a completely different psychological factor, right? And different money words. And so what is that person already invested in? What do they currently buy? How are they trying to solve that problem? And what are the psychological factors? And you bring that together and that is how you get messaging and positioning. So if you want some more clarity and step-by-step with this, go download the workbook or the PDF at Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash free links. Okay, to wrap this up, number one, there's a lot of fear and doubt that comes up when we're getting clarity on who we want uh, to be working with or who we can really make an impact with. And I know myself personally, I've been at this, like I said, for over a decade and there's always uncertainty that comes up, uncertainty, self-doubt, lack of confidence. And that's just the name of the game, especially when you're a business owner. Understanding the tools of emotional freedom allow you to co-create and attract more of what you want, time, money, and energy when you get clear on how to manage those big emotions while also doing the strategy work. And so the number one thing that I see when people are doing this activity is... um, One, they don't have the capacity to actually do the activity. So they lack the clarity because they keep avoiding getting the clarity that they need to create the space to do step one so they can go to step two because they're so anxious and overwhelmed with where they currently are. So they bypass doing the basics and the foundational work. And they just keep throwing noodles at the wall, which is why they never get a different result because they don't have the clarity on who they are trying to attract. So from an energetic perspective, I want you to think of this. Uh, I did not create this quote. Where your energy goes, your energy flows. Okay. So Where your energy goes, your energy flows. And intention is so, so, so important. So I just talked about the strategy. So now I'm talking about energetic intention. If you are the type of person that is chronically overwhelmed and you're telling yourself a story of why you're chronically overwhelmed, like, believe me, if I wanted to be diagnosed with something, I could probably get a diagnosis. But it is a skill to focus. And 
people think it's not a skill to focus. People think focusing is just something you're born with or not born with. And that's kind of like a cultural myth, I believe. Because I've been on both sides of the coin. And definitely the female brain is different than the male brain. But what I've had to notice in my own personal life is that focus is a skill. It's a rep. It's a muscle that you have to master. And it is so easy to get distracted. Now, and in my brain right now, I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, Where your energy goes, your energy flows. If you are chronically overwhelmed and you feel like a squirrel and you're all over the place, that's where your energy is flowing all over the place. The universe, God source, whatever. Everyone has their own beliefs. Is so confused. The universe is like, I have no idea what she wants me to give her. She's all over the place. And so when you are clear, when you are focused, by the way, you can still be scared and clear. That's what I call excited shitless. When you are scared, but you're clear on who you want to attract, where you want to go, you're more focused. And the universe is like, oh my gosh, I get it now. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the clarity. This is the same. So let's not talk about universe for a second. This is the same as if I'm in a conversation with somebody and I'm like, who do you work with? And they're like, I'm all over the place. And I'm like, I don't even know who to refer to you, right? The clearer you are, the more direct your energy is focused, and then it can come back to you. And so keep it as simple as like, Is it clear on who I'm trying to attract? (coughs) Excuse me. Is it clear on the psychological factors? Is it clear on the money words? And if you're not, do that before you continue to put yourself out there. I know it's scary, but it's important because that's how you make a bigger impact in the world. If you are an ambitious woman who feels like you never have enough time, this is for you. I want you to head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash more time. It's 197. It's a one-on-one time audit. Yep. Personalized time audit for you. So you can learn to master your time. So you know exactly where to invest it in order to create a life that feels alive. Whether you are trying to grow and scale your business, whether you are trying to find more time flexibility in your corporate job, or whether you kind of feel lost in the messy middle and you have no idea where to focus first, you're going to get a map, 30, 60, and 90 day plan based on your unique vision. Head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash more time and book your personalized time audit today. (laughs) 